and welcome to the Fantasy Footy Brains podcast. I should probably be saying welcome back. We've got a massive following now, boys. Daniel Mooney, how are we, gentlemen? Very good. Yeah, good to have you, boys. Glad to be back on a, on a teamless Tuesday, huh? Oh, love it. Favourite day of the week. 100%. It's weird having Tuesday as your favourite day of the week, though, man. Very odd, but it's all right. You need to get up and about more, my friend. See, <laughs> <laughs> Liz. Uh, boys. from home too much. <laughs> uh, lads, hell of a lot to get through. Obviously, a bunch of changes this week from a bunch of different teams. Let's get started with the Thursday game. Uh, uh, we've got Raiders and Rabbitohs. Mooney going to be another tough one for your boys, but let's get into it. Um, Jared Croker out with a shoulder injury. Sebastian Chris back into the centers. Uh, Bailey Simonson comes on on the wing. Uh, Big Papa, Josh Papali'i is rested, uh, quote-unquote rested. Um, Joseph Tarpany comes back into the side. Hodgson still another week away. Uh, Rabbits, they are 1-17 to from last week. Obviously, Luttrell still out. Um, boys, how do we see this one pang, uh, panning out? Daniel, I might go to you first. Yeah, it looks um looks like it's going to be a pretty comfortable game for the Rabbitohs, I think. But um, it's always a bit formidable for the Raiders here in Canberra, so uh, it might be an interesting game to watch. Um, the Rabbitohs conceded a lot of points last week, so there could be um this could be a big big score in this game. Um, although the Rabbitohs did score forty, they still conceded thirty. So, um, interested to see how this one pans out. Uh, Damien Cook kept bounced back as we talked about a couple of days ago. I uh, I think he got a 50-odd, so he's bounced back to some decent scores. Hopefully, he can be a bit more consistent. Might be a buy in the future. Um, outside of that, Benji played really well in um, his first starting game in a while. So, um, he's a decent option if you want to pick him up in like a draft league or something like that, but probably not going to be long-term uh, in classics. So, probably steer clear of him. Outside of that, I don't see many... Um, Big changes in terms of scores here. Cam Murray bounced back as well with another big score. Just needs to be a bit more consistent. And Colin Matangi started um, as good as ever. Um, got a lot more attacking stats than he normally does, but I wouldn't try to jump back on that train. I'll just leave it for now. Um, Moon, do you want to talk about your Raiders? Yeah, yeah, let's do it. Um, yeah, Caleb Aiken's been scoring okay. Uh, Tom, your boy, bounced back with a 41, I think, last week. Never in You're doubt. welcome. <laughs> Um, so he should, um, you know, get a little bit of cash in the coming weeks with a low, lowish break even. Uh, Corey Haru Naira, he's um, an awkward one to look at as well. I, I don't mind him as a pickup, but he's around the three fifty k, three sixty k maybe. Um, you know, his job security is um, has a bit of a question mark around it, but um, looks like an excellent um, option if he can keep that spot. I think. Um, otherwise. Joe Tarpy inclusion on the bench. Uh, I suppose they're hoping that he can come on. We're hoping that he can come on and, um, you know, impact player and maybe boost his fantasy score. It's been very underwhelming this year. So, um, yeah, and actually Hudson Young as well uh, onto the bench now is looking kind of like a sell um, despite his early early form, um, you know, unless he comes back to an 80-minute role on the edge. Um but that's right. Would have made you a bit of bit of cash to start off the year if you happen to start with him. Otherwise, um, yeah, much the same for the Raiders. We're going to put a hundred on the bunnies. I think. <laughs> oh my god, that's the uh, saddest sounding fake buddy rev up I've ever heard. <laughs> be, be honest. No, no, no. Let's let's get to let's let's talk let's talk actual footy here, not just fantasy for for a second. Here, Mooney, do you reckon without Latrell, they they gettable surely this week? The rabbits. 
Sorry, did I say we're going to put 100 or we're going to get 100 put on us? Because that's what I meant. Sorry. Well, I, <laughs> okay, <laughs> uh, look, well, that, that I, answers the question. I'm not, I don't think we'll win, but I think, oh, sorry, I'm hoping it's closer. It's no blowout. Um, you look at the, yeah, I mean, the Raiders. Starling actually offers something out of dummy half um, compared to oh, Hodgson. Yeah. I, I yeah. think at the start of this year, Hodgson's been a bit slow and made a few errors out of dummy half. So Starling actually provides a bit of spark, which is good to see. And uh, Emre Guler in the starting squad. I know we're big um, big fans of his. So um, since he started, he's put on two tries as well. So he's a very good front rower and good to have for the Raiders. And thank God he's, they, they finally put him in the starting squad. Um, Harawira Naira is an interesting one. Um, like you said... Not not confident on his role in the team. I guess he did get come straight into the squad and get 80 last week. Um, 80 minutes, that is. But who knows what it's going to be going forward. Are you boys going to pick him up? Or what are you thinking? Uh, Moon, uh, Moon's a classic case of held him since day dot, right? Lucky you've had him on, in, in draft, I, oh, in draft, you had him. Okay. I held him. Uh, in classic, I wasn't quite that balls. Didn't like having someone who wasn't playing. So, yeah. Um, Pick him up if you need someone to earn some some cash, then potentially. But there's a whole lot of risk around it, so um, would beware. I don't mind it to be honest. I think uh, yeah, but the the only concern is that that with the chopping and change that Ricky's been doing over the last sort of I don't know three or four weeks, I guess. Um, so yeah, that would be the one to be wary of. So look, it's a, it's a good pickup theoretically. He he's normally a very good scorer and that sort of stuff. And in a Raiders system, he should be doing well. But yeah, I don't know. I I tread cautiously, same as you, Moon. Yeah, um, fair. Beauty, anything else we want to touch on? No. Just no. imagine the amount of shit you're going to cop, Lockie, when uh, when when South beat you from from Sammy D. Yeah, boy, I am not excited. <laughs> that'll be Just, like like we we're saying before the pod. That'll be three weeks in a row, right? No, I was going to say yeah. He's he got for the for those playing along at home. Daniel's team got him two weeks ago. The cows right. never in doubt got him got him last week, and then now he's got the bunnies this week. Yeah, it's about to be oh, hitting all new lows this week. <laughs> just, just remember, just remember how humble we were about it as well. Gave you nothing, so you're welcome for that. Um, I can't see Sammy D being as kind. Actually, um, another thing that might be interesting. I've just had a quick look. Starling is under 400k now. Um, last year, when he was getting 80 in that Raiders squad, he was a very good pickup. Made a lot of cash for some teams and was almost a a hold for the whole year and a gun basically. What do we reckon if Hodgson's out long term, maybe doesn't get onto the bench? What do what do you think? Starling possible buy? Um, I like him if he gets an eighty minute role. If he's not playing not playing eighty, I'm not loving it. Um because I think Hodgson doesn't he's not gonna sit on that bench for long. I think if Hodgson sits on a bench uh, and comes off the bench, he plays probably Unless he plays like lock or something, that, that was what I was thinking. Yeah, because Tarpany Tarpany is not set in that lock role, so I I think if Starling has a big week this week, Hodgson might come back in in, in the lock role, so that could be interesting as well. There, yeah, one to yeah, look out for. We'll, we'll see. There yeah. we go, uh, boys. Let's get to uh, the Friday night games. Uh, we've got Storm and the Sharks. Um, obviously, SJ second game back from injury, which is exciting. Which means, unfortunately, Moon, you're. Uh, your, your prize player, <laughs> Matty Moylan, he's into the reserves this week. How are you feeling about it? You okay? No, no, he's not down and out yet. He's, um, you know, coming back from a quad strain, could be a lady in one to watch. He's, he's playing. Uh, rest <laughs> of the storm side, uh, George George Jennings is out with his head knock. Uh, Tommy Eisenhuth's into the centres, uh, just for a bit of speed. Um, <laughs> sorry. Uh, Riley Jacks, Chris Lewis, um, 
uh, onto the bench. Nelson, Asafa Solomona, concussion symptoms is out. Papi, little Papi, that is the flying mullet, still out. Reckon he's about two weeks away. Um, so I think I think even if you're not a fantasy owner of Papi, you're probably crying that one about that one. Uh, Sharks, obviously, as we mentioned, uh, a few changes. Uh, Wade Graham uh, and Aiden Tolman uh, back this week. Um, Will Chambers uh, comes comes into the centres. Blast from the past. Uh, he comes back into the side uh, uh, for Josh Dugan. Um, and Hamlin Ueli moves to the bench for uh, Aiden Tolman. And then obviously Talakai out for four weeks with a suspension. Um, and the greatest Robbie of all time, Matt Moylan, goes back to reserves. Uh, Mooney, Mooney, talk us through it. Um, yeah, well, I'll start with the Storm. I think, it's, again, it's going to be, as we say every week, much for much from the Storm. Um, very interesting with Tommy Eisenhuth going into the centres. Um, surely they had some some sort of depth there at centre that they could have avoided that, but that's all good. Um, what do you do? I think, yeah, the way that um, the Sharks played last week, I think the Storm could tell them. Um, um, here, you know, they're never really in doubt these days, are they? Um, you know, the sort of the biggest talking point from the storm is Harry Grant, right? He's um, you know, still not being put into that, um, you know, starting hooker role and playing 80. So I think everyone in fantasy is just sitting here watching him drop cash and licking their lips. Um, can't wait for him to be a lot cheaper, very affordable and playing 80 because, um, he should absolutely be in your team if if that's the case. Um, Riley Jack's inclusion on the bench is kind of confusing, but very good for, you know, if you're a Storm forwards owner. Maybe, um, you know, Brandon Smith plays big minutes here or, um, you know, Christian Welch and Jesse Bromwich. Maybe Christian Welch plays probably 60 minutes, I'd say. Um, yeah, it could be in for, in for some big minutes here, I think, with only... Kamakamita might get a few more minutes as well with Nass out and um, obviously an extra uh, having a, um, Riley Jackson on the bench as well because he only played 32 minutes last week and his PPM's pretty good, so he might get some few, get, might get a few minutes this week as well. Yeah, I don't mind that. Finucane might they might just do, you know, 40 split. Um, Chris Lewis coming to the front row. Bren Smith goes straight out of nine into um, the front row rotation or something like that and almost play some decent minutes. I don't really know how this is going to work, but, you know, that's that's something to watch. I think um, that'll be uh, good to see if you're a Christian Welch or even a yeah, Tui Kamikamika owner. Not so, sure how it works, but I know how it ends. Storm by 50. <laughs> yeah, just about. But what? So what's the go here with Harry Grant and Brendan Smith at the moment at Storm? Because Grant's been back for three or four weeks now and he still hasn't got that number nine shirt. It's not like he's still injured or anything. Is this the way they're going to be playing long-term, or is he going to get that nine shirt? I think wait and see after Origin, um, because I think that, you know, after Origin, it's just the, you know, that he's got a lot of footy coming up very quickly, so I don't think they want to burn him out. Um, so I would wait and see after Origin, then it's just the rest of the season and finals. So I think they'll start fitting together their perfect team then. And whether that's Harry Grant at nine or Harry Grant at 14, um, I think that that's what you'll see sort of maybe two weeks after game three of Origin. That's what I'd be looking for anyway. So yeah, a little while I, I, away, but I think it loses a heap of cash between now and then. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, makes sense, I guess, if you hold him back for now. But God, I'd, I'd really like to get him at a, a low price. <laughs> it wouldn't Especially be when he gets the nine, yeah. Um, yeah, talk us through the Sharks. 
Yeah, look, there's not too much to talk through, I guess, from the Sharks' point of view. Sean Johnson's back. I don't know if he'll play the full 80 this week. Signs are he probably will, but um, looks like a, a decent pot option in the halves. Still a bit expensive and probably will come down in price over the next couple of weeks. So, you know, one to keep an eye on over the next couple of weeks as he's coming back from injury. Uh, Jesse Ramian's been a bit of a surprise bag here. He's been the uh, go-to centre at the Sharks and biggest, you know, attacking player over the last couple of weeks. So... Um, could be an interesting pot option, is still quite expensive um, and probably not as reliable as some other options. But, you know, if you're a risk taker, one to look out for. Outside of that, pretty interesting that Tolman's got the starting spot here. He's dropped a lot of cash because he's been on the bench for the last couple of weeks, but um, could be a could be a handy big minute forward um, in the pack here with only, what, Williams and Hamlin Ueli on the bench to take his spot thinking that Wilton will probably go to an edge and uh, Trindle, who knows what Trindle's going to play. Um, but yeah, just one to look out for in the coming weeks, I guess, if Tolman starts to get 60 plus minutes, which he's capable of, and he definitely was capable of from the Bulldogs. Um, yeah, could be a decent pot option in the forwards, maybe 55, 60 points. But uh, yeah, definitely don't jump on him too soon. Just keep an eye on him. I'd say that's really it. Dugan out of the squad is, yeah, fair enough. Chambers back in. Never been really a huge fantasy scorer, um, at least in the most recent years. He used to be a decent go-to option, but yeah, definitely not anymore. With um, Sione Katoa coming back in a couple of weeks, do you reckon Connor Tracy just goes back to that number 14 role and just slots in on the wing there? Mulatalo got to come back as well. I'm not sure how long he's out for. He's out for a few more weeks, I think. But, you know, Haroti's been pretty damn good. So do you see that he's... Yeah, I, I, re- I reckon Connor Tracy goes back to, to 14. I think he's too good, too versatile not to have in your side, to be completely honest. Mm. I guess it depends um, how they go this week, really. Like, it'll probably be a week-to-week uh, question for whoever's coaching them at the moment. I think it's Hannay at the moment. So, um, yeah, could go in for Harati, could go in for Tracy. I don't think many people have either of them, really. But, um, yeah, Katoa back in would be a big, big plus for the Sharks. They probably need a bit of a strike, a strike winger at the moment. All right. Um, let's get on to, but we're all we're all agreeing that the storm absolutely pumped them, right? Oh yeah, no, basically never in doubt. storms. Storm, Jerome Hughes and, and Munster are probably going to have another field day, right? Sharks at seven bucks. Put the house on them. Ugh, <laughs> Moon, you are determined to be homeless. <laughs> well, I was going to say somehow at seven bucks they're still unders. Um, <laughs> um, let's get on to Bronx and Titans Queensland Derby. Um, We've got, again, a bunch of changes for this Bronx up. Moon, you'll be cheering. Your boy Milf is back. He is back, baby. Uh, so the 400K price rise is on. Um, so Milford comes back into the house with Tyson Gamble. Uh, Brody Croft and Toby Dearden are out. Uh, Jesse Arthurs comes in for David Mead. Uh, Alex Glenn's still out for a little while with that calf. So uh, Jordan Ricky, when he was a late in, keeps his spot. Uh, Titans... The Don, apparently, he's been named a bunch of times. He's back. Uh, Philip Sami goes into the centres. Patrick Herbert out with his calf injury. Uh, SASA uh, onto the bench. Um, San Lasone out with a pec injury. Um, Tino's not back till round nine. Um, Daniel, uh, far away. Yeah, love that uh, Love that Milford's back. Um, I, unfortunately, hadn't gotten him well fortunately in this case hadn't gotten him out of my team yet because I had bigger issues and other players that were out and you know wingers that were out as well so I've been trading around but uh he's you know snuck through on the emergency so I'm pretty happy that he's named again and I'll be able to use him this week that's excellent um 
Tyson Gamble's an interesting one. I'm not sure of his previous scoring potential, but could be an interesting go-to one. I'm pretty sure he's basement price around 240k, but I'd still give him at least a week and who knows, Dearden or Croft could come straight back into the team anyway next week with the, the merry-go-round that is the Broncos halves. So I'd wait on that one before making any moves. Uh, Asako had a bit of a poor game last week. Uh, against the rampaging Parramatta squad in Darwin, so uh, one, rampaging, two... you reckon? I mean, forty-six <laughs> points is uh, yeah. Oh, pretty, I just love it. Great, great word. That's a, very, <laughs> that's a very journalistic word. Good for you. We, you. we sound serious. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> Got to have some uh, some integrity here. No, right? nice. No, good on you. Um, yeah, look, Asako is an interesting one. I probably, even though he had a, a bit of a rough week, I'd still hold him. They generally get up for this uh, Queensland derby, so. Um, yeah, could still go well this week. I know some people might be inclined to sell him, but I think with, you know, other issues in the wing of fullbacks, like Latrell and Pappy out again, and Tedesco could be out, even though he was named again. Um, this week, he could definitely miss the game still. So probably if you have him and a bunch of other injuries, I would hold him for this week just in case. You never know what could happen um, there. So outside of that, Ricky's back in. So if you haven't sold him, you've probably got a couple more price rises coming for Jordan Ricky if he can beat his break even. I think it's 47 this week. If you've already sold him, no harm, no foul. I'm pretty sure when Alex Glenn comes back, uh, Ricky's probably going to go back to the bench just because TPJ's just been so good on an edge. I don't think he's going to lose his spot. And Is that you trying to comfort yourself? Yeah, I'm talking it <laughs> into existence like we do every week, trying to make myself feel better. <laughs> For those wondering, Daniel sold Ricky. <laughs> yeah, well, when you've got Ricky, New and Milford, someone's going to go. Uh, you got to believe in pretty Ricky, baby. <laughs> um, he'll be back for the next couple of weeks anyway, and who knows what happens after then. Most likely their captain comes back into the squad anyway. Uh, outside of that, I think that's about it. Turpin is probably a sell we're saying right now that levy's on the bench again didn't get many minutes only managed 40 minutes so yeah i think turpin he's done his dash and he's definitely a sell this week daniel levi very handsome man but he's absolutely butchered a bunch of my draft leagues so i'm, I'm not <laughs> happy i'm not happy that's all yeah, i'll say on the fair. matter um yeah. Yeah, I, I agree with Jake Turbin. I think he, you're gonna have to gonna have to go. Not playing 80, his score is gonna be around the mid 30s. Probably, you know, maybe maybe a mid 40 on a really good game. Lots lots of attacking stats um, from 40 minutes. I think from Jake Turbin. So sorry, Tom. Um, hate to say it, Beauty. but over to the Titans. Um, AJ Brimson with his first legit score last week. Um, no tries, you know, five tackle breaks and 52 from memory. Um, looked much better fantasy-wise. Um, so it could be one to watch over the next few weeks. Lots of uh, winger fullback, um, you know, fullback options coming around. If AJ Brimson can sort of sort himself out and, you know, get back to the last year's scoring, then he is an absolute cut price keeper. If, um, you know, I've already had my heart broken once by him, so I don't know if I'll go there, but... Um, yeah, absolutely wouldn't be a bad option at all. Um, Corey Thompson is surprising me every week, looking like a cheeky point of difference option. He's breaking tackles for fun, run meters, you know, you name it. Corey Thompson does it. So I think he could run rampant against the, um, this Broncos outfit. Um, the way their defense is, they, um, yeah, Corey Thompson for a big one, I'd say. Uh, who else have we got here? Surely David for Feeder against his old club. Yeah, look, it, it depends who he's lining up against. If he lines up against Jordan Ricky, then absolutely. If he lines up against Tavita Pangai Jr., then that could be very interesting because probably the one man who can tackle on this team. 
Oh yeah, that's fair shit. Not wrong. Um, and Tyron Peachy, I say, going to keep saying it every week. Juicy, get him in to your centers. Love that pick. Um, scored a six-six last week, and can continues to pump out decent scores and big minutes at lock. Doing what Tino couldn't fantasy wise. So I had to get you shot in, didn't you? Had to get you shot in, didn't you? Feel good about yourself? Feel good about yourself? Yeah, no, no, I don't. But (laughs) you know what? That's fine. I seriously, boys, I reckon Fafita against his old club. I seriously, you could put a brick wall in front of him. It does not matter. Honestly, he's Dave Fafita's running through anyone. Yeah, that's just got to pass it to him, right? Oh, literally. Uh, yeah, give him more than two <laughs> touches and just get on his back. Honestly, he'll he'll carry everyone. It does not matter. Yep. It just does not Agreed. matter. He's that good when he gets ball. Uh, anything else you want to touch on from that game, boys? No, I think no, that's, uh, really. that's pretty good. Yeah, beauty. Um, all right, let's get on to what could be a sneaky gem of a game here. We've got Panthers and Sea Eagles. Sea Eagles hitting form. Panthers winning a bajillion in a row. Uh, the big news, obviously, Appy Coruscant back for the Panthers. Um, uh, and those are, that's it. Mitch Kenny goes to the reserves. Those are the changes for the for the Panthers. God, they got a, a bit of a luxury there, not having to change up the side too much. Uh, Des Hasler's named the same side for uh, as last week for the Sea Eagles. Uh, Mooney, why don't you get into it for us? Um, yeah, look, I'll go with Manly here. Um I think they could struggle this way. Look, they looked like they're going to score points for fun, but you know, up against a couple of teams whose defense is sort of broken apart, um, I think that you could see Turbo struggle a little bit. Um, you saw, you know, Kalen Ponger only get a forty last week, and you know, he struggled a lot to do, um, you know, anything attacking wise. So, Turbo's a lot of Turbo's points last week were him just running straight through um, the West Tigers' defense. It was. Atrocious, like a gate, right? He could just, you know, go in and out willy nilly. So I don't think um, Turbo's in for a huge game here, unfortunately, for Turbo owners. So, look, it'll be interesting because I think it's really going to test this manly squad. Because, um, you know, wrong, while though. they looked really good and they're putting, you know, 36 and 40 points, I think, over the last two weeks, um, they have scored a lot of soft tries. Um, so I could see, you know, I hope it's a really close game, to be fair. Um, would like to see Manly do well, um, but I don't know that that's going to be the case. Jeez, without um, Charlie, you're just making your own hot takes this week. Lucky. Yeah, look, that's, yeah, that's my hot take for the week. Sorry, Charlie. I'll, um, <laughs> it's the last one I'll do. <laughs> um, yeah, see, DCE as well. Um, you know, I had a monster game last week, posted by two tries, a few try assists, you know, every stat in the book he had it. So um, I think he's going to look to really him and Turbo. Um, you know, even Lachlan Croker, you know, I, he's been he's been looking all right last few weeks. Um, you know, again, bolstered by a few bullshit triceps, but that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> oh, are you just salty that you sold him? Uh, yeah, a little bit. He's made another like 70 or 80K since I sold him. But look, yeah. I went straight from him to Moses. So I was pretty happy, man, I guess. Can't be too too upset about Great that. Fair. And Josh Schuster's still making a heap of cash. Jake Dubovic's still losing a heap of cash. So um, they're both still looking good. But that's probably all the talk. Actually, Marty the Man um, finally hit some form that we all love to see. Um, hit a 74. Still don't know if he's a pickup yet. Don't trust him. Um, 
But it'd be <laughs> nice to see him get back to scoring some decent points. He's looking better as the season goes on, uh, I must say. He looks like he was running through the line rather than stopping to the, getting into the line, stopping and dropping for a quick play of the ball. So that's something I loved to see last week, just from a footy point of view. Yeah, I think I need a few more consistent scores for Tapao. He has been a big scorer in the past, but geez, he's getting, you know, 70s and then 30s the next week. So, yeah, hopefully you can get a bit more consistency. Yeah, I agree. Uh, Towards the Panthers squad. So uh, pretty much the same as always for them. Um, Appy being back is going to be good for them. I think Mitch Kenny has been playing amazing, um, but Appy just adds another level to their squad, taking on the line wherever he can and, just finds breaks in behind the the play the ball when it doesn't look like there's a gap at all. So um, it'll be pretty good to see him back in action. His break even's at 84, so he could be dropping a bit of cash in the next couple of weeks. And if he does, you know, have a have a couple of good games on the trot and gets a good, you know, 60 and 50 here and there, um, could be an interesting option, pot option anyway, a hooker to jump on. Um, I'm pretty sure a lot of people probably have similar uh, hookers at the moment in the way of like, you know, your Mahoney's, your Braley's, your Simpkins. So a uh, decent pot option if you can string a few good scores together. Uh, the only big ones from this team, obviously Burton, Toto have been really good on that edge um, for the last couple of weeks. And Burton getting that center DPP half is uh, very good for him. If he can hold that spot, long-term um, might be good, but with Momorowski coming back and Crichton moving back into centre, might be difficult for him to hold that spot, even though he's looked absolutely amazing and probably deserves to hold that spot. The Panthers are just full of stars at the moment, unfortunately, for him anyway. Um, outside of the good players, you know, Jerome Luai and Cleary, um, looking at the ones that have been not so good in kick-out, um, Bean and Staines for that matter, because I know a lot of people have Charlie Staines still for some reason. Um, Kickout had a couple of low scores around the, the 30s and 40s, not his normal rampaging 70 that he has. I use that word again. There you go, Burmo. Um, he's probably... I We have been saying this for the last few weeks and since the start of the season. He's not going to be a consistent scorer. If you're happy to have a player that's going to get you at 70, get you an 80 every three, maybe four weeks, sure, go on him. But he's going to get you a 30 every other week. So... Um, this might be a game where, you know, up against a probably a, a weaker defense, maybe lining up against Ola Kowatu and uh, maybe a less experienced Schuster might um, get a few tackle busts and a few tries. But long term, probably not the best edge you want. Um, but I might be wrong. But at the same time, I think I'm right. So I would no, sell I kick out while he's dropping cash now um, before he drops too much, because if he has another rough week, he's probably going to drop another 40, 50K. So. I think his break-even's up around the 50 mark. Uh, this week, I can definitely check that. His break-even is 67. So, oh yeah. Yeah, it's enormous. Um, be careful there. Probably one to look out for and sell. I have a kick-out-related question. Yep. Is that really to do with the it's enormous comment? <laughs> <laughs> no, but... Because um... I can confirm it's enormous. <laughs> Not not that I am condoning the purchase of Billy Kickout, but let's say oh. you were a little further down, um, you know, you're ranked around maybe the 50K mark and you rate his matchup. So, for example, you still got him now, you have him now and he's playing Manly this week and um, next week they have the Sharks. Do you look to hold him a little week, a little, a few weeks, you know, in the hope that he goes huge against, you know, some maybe less experienced or 
you know, lesser quality um, edges in, in well, the hope that you can get a monster score out of him and put yourself, you know, ahead above everyone else and jump a heap of places. I guess you can look out for that, but he's not always going to score big points against the lower teams. Like he in round one, he scored 38 against the Cowboys. Then in wait, round... Wait, 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 wait. Lower team? Lower team? Sorry. We wait, won you, three you, in a row. You know you went 0-4 to start the season, Sorry right? about that. Sorry about that. Past <laughs> in the past. Look forward, Daniel. Yeah, sorry, I'm going back to round one, so it is kind of relevant. <laughs> um, yeah, so round one, 38 against the Cowboys, and then even recently, round six against the Broncos, only managed 28. Um, I know they had one of their better games, the Broncos, but then again, um, Manly might have one of their better games again t- um, tomorrow. No, this weekend. Um, so you you don't know. That's the thing. So I would rather get a player that's going to co- score maybe consistent 60s, 50s, 60s, then have kick out. It'll get me an 80 or a 70 one week and then 30 the next week. I think it's better that way, right? You, you don't want to be risking um, a player that's only going to, especially when you're so far down. Obviously, you want a high ceiling player, but you don't want someone that's going to get you 20s as well every sec, every two, three weeks anyway. Um, yeah, as I prefix that question, yeah. I'm not condoning the purchase of Billy Kickout. Yeah. <laughs> sounds, sounds like you were, and it sounds like Daniel said, shit, take Moon, move on. Uh, no, we've been saying this for. Mooney and I've been saying this for the last, you know, seven rounds for people that have kick out. Get rid of him. He's not he's not worth it. Sorry, did you say last three years? Because absolutely that is correct. <laughs> <laughs> Love that. Boy, oh boy. All right, boys, let's get on to the next game. We've got your boys Daniel go- uh, Parramatta going up against the dogs. Um okay. yeah, it's gonna be a lopsided game. We all know it. Uh for the dogs, they've got some people under concussion protocols, Matt Dory, Chris Smith, but otherwise the team's the same. Uh, Matto's back for the Eels, so that's big. Coming in on the bench, though, which will be interesting. Uh, Hayes Dunster comes in on the interchange for Will Smith, who is out. Um, but yeah, oh, where Amu Greg is the one that drops out for, for Matto. Um, look, I'll throw it over to you, Moon. Talk us through it. Talk us through the game. Yeah, honestly, um, not much to talk about with this, um, with this dogs team. Um, Look, Jakey Avrilo's um, scoring pretty decently. Um, again, he scored a 48, I think, on the weekend, which is kind of nice to see. Keeps his price rises ticking over. Um, Carl Flanagan's, again, a little bit disappointing, so he's looking like a sell at this stage. Um, Lukey Thompson, actually, for me, has been looking really good. Um, you know, only scored a 40, only a 47, I suppose, um, on the weekend, but... You know, I think um, he's been he's averaging somewhere in the fifties, and that was, he's getting the minutes as well. I think he played sixty three minutes, so um, I like this Lukey Thompson. He's a he's a um, cheeky pod option for your mids as well, I reckon. And um, Adam Elliott producing some um, yeah, not great scores. Ideal. He's looking like a sell at this stage. I think he had seventeen in eighty minutes as well. Um, played on the edge. Luke Thompson's just taking all his um, all his points there, which is unfortunate for Adam Elliott owners, but. Um, yeah, so I would be looking at him as a sell, I think. Otherwise, um, not much more to talk about with this um, this dogs team. I reckon all pretty stock standard. Um, unless you boys have anything you want to add. No, that's that's pretty yeah, much I'm, it. Really. I'm pretty sweet with that. Corey Allen with a 46 was nice. Didn't score a try. That was nice. Finally yeah, I think <laughs> we mentioned we mentioned this uh, like a week ago, right? That when or on the weekend um, when. He scored that in with no tries, no real attacking stats, or a couple of you know tackle busts here and there. But 
would he be a cheapy option and would you go back to him? Uh, you, you, said it, you said it last match. week and I thought you were crazy, but then you put in another good score and I'm like, oh, Daniel, why are you doing this to me again? You've already you've already done it to me with Tino. Don't, don't do this. With, <laughs> don't do <it> again. <laughs> Come on, man. I mean, so, he's what, 330k? He's 100k oh, cheaper than he was at the start of year or something, or 70k cheaper. Yeah, better options. James Roberts is about the same price. Surely. <laughs> oh, brutal. <laughs> oh, it's something to the wound. Yeah, no. Nah, if he gets a bit more consistent and scores, you know, around the 40 mark every week from yeah. center, I might consider him, but I wouldn't jump on him that quickly. No, no, that's fair. And if you're trading and, in centers at this stage, aren't you trading in like a keeper center? You want your gun. Right? Yeah, uh, you want your guns. Probably. I would have thought. But then even the guns, though, you look at Zachy Lomax, he's, you know, he's cause for concern. Momo's out for another few weeks, so it's, you know, maybe. Yeah, yeah he could have some sort of pot option. I feel like the centre is a difficult one. Yeah. Um, Daniel, do you want to get into the Paraboys? Yeah, sorry. Um, I think, just touching on centres, uh, Murata Niakore producing some very good uh, keeper-level centre scores uh, there for Parramatta. Um, I'm just doing a quick check. His average, yeah, is 42. He didn't score that great i guess last week he got a 39 he hadn't didn't have a lot of um attacking stats but um if he's scoring 39 every week i'd be pretty happy from a center that um doesn't have attacking stats i think we said that said that about opacek a few weeks ago as well just having straight up base stats and um then every time he gets attacking stats you know getting the 40s 50s kind of scores is really good from a center and that's probably what you want um long term try to avoid players that you know get a base score of like 20. You really want those that are going to be scoring a base of mid thirties. And um, near Corey looks like he's doing that. Of course, not hundred percent on his um, longevity in the squad. Uh, when Wanga Blake comes back, whether he goes straight in or what happens there um, still to be determined. I think he's back in a week or two. I'm not sure if he's playing with the new South Wales cup squad yet, but that's yeah, like I said, still to be determined outside of that. Uh, Mitch Moses had a bit of a disappointing score. Only got a 50 and that was saved by, that late um, karate kick down the sideline to set up Gutho in the middle. Um, Which I was... still didn't think got talked about enough. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. Am I the only one I thought that was electric? That was, yeah. real. that was electric. Yeah. Um, he was looking like he was only going to score about a 40 until that play. Um, but as we've spoken about before, I think it was basically basically his kick, uh, kick meters that um, caused that to happen. Generally, he scores over, what, 500 kick meters a game, and he was down around the 300 marks. That's... 10 points right there that he missed out on normally. And that's just because they were on the front foot the whole time. Um, didn't have a chance to, you know, kick from deep in his own half. And that's generally where he gets his long, the long kicks going. Uh, outside of that, the big one in this team is that Maddo's back on the bench. Uh, Isaiah Papali'i uh, rightfully retains that starting spot. He's been absolutely great uh, in the para team for the last couple of weeks, scoring tries for fun and looks absolutely dynamic on that edge. I don't know how they're going to be lining up with Maddo. So Papali'i against the Broncos last week, he moved to the middle for a little bit uh, from the edge. So he got a bit of time in the middle um, in terms of a rotation. I'm not sure if they're going to do that with Maddo this week. Maybe Papali'i moves to the middle when Nathan Brown comes off and Maddo comes in on an edge or what the rotation is going to look like there. But Papali'i looks like a, a, even when he was on the bench, he was looking like he was going to score 50 plus every week anyway. But if he gets more minutes in the middle, and spends a bit of time on the edge as well, then he'll still be scoring 50s, 60s plus. So uh, still looks like a hold at this stage with Maddo back in the squad, but um, we'll see what happens in the next couple of weeks uh, to see how that rotation works. What do you boys think? What What do you think is going to happen with Maddo here? 
yeah, I think it'll be eased back in. So that exact rotation is kind of what I was thinking, which kind of throws Bryce Cartwright's um, position in this squad into. You don't think Cartwright gets bit. consistent eighty sevens? <laughs> <laughs> no, not, not not doubting his scores, just his minutes and his role, because um, that that rotation there with Papali e went into the middle. Um, Bryce Cartwright went onto onto the edge outside Opechek and inside Moses. All I'm saying, and... Cartwright, 40-odd, then an 87. That's all I'm saying. Right on, right on. Lord, I'll say, you heard it here first. Tom reckons he's a buy. Get him in. All I, costs. I, all, all I'm saying, all I'm saying, if I had to put it into real terms, I'm saying, I'm saying, uh, Bryce Cartwright, he's Dogecoin. Matto, he's Bitcoin. Matto, you hold on for dear life. Cartwright, he's a flash in the pan. He's fun. Bro. He's fun to talk about. He's a meme. But, you know, he might do something. But, uh, yeah, no, your long-term, your long-term is Matto all day. I'm just looking at um, Cartwright's scores. I guess his first game was with the Dragon against the Dragons, 53 minutes for 47 points. Then the Raiders the week after he was on the bench, only got five minutes. Um, so only got two points from that game. And One then, of the bigger robberies of our time is all I'm saying. <laughs> Nathan Brown denies <laughs> people. Is it? Well, no, no, Brad Arthur. Brad Arthur. Brad Arthur. Yep. Brad Arthur and um, the Broncos, 54 minutes for 87 with a lot more attacking stats. Uh compared to the Dragons game, it was just all base stats. So um, if if he gets 50 minutes from the bench, he's probably scoring at least a 40 uh, in terms of base stats. And then anything above that is just a bonus, really. I think for 450k, if he get, if he becomes a regular 50-minute player from the bench, he Don't might turn it. into... I'm just saying he might turn into, you know, pup, like Papali ES kind of player, but Papali is also... Ah, uh, like what, thirty k more than he is you currently, or four hundred, uh, four hundred or three hundred k more. So. Can't see it, but Moon's probably just muted himself and he's putting holes <laughs> in the wall right now. He's, Mate, I, he, I, I feel bad for his drywall right now. I reckon he, I reckon he's put his head straight through it. The only Brad podcast, Arthur. the only podcast in the world that's just said the Bryce Car rides a buy. <laughs> I did not say he was a buy. I'm just saying, you know, he might I'm be. I'm going to steer into a baby Bryce Car rides a buy. A cheeky, cheeky pod cashy kind of option if he can get regular minutes, but I don't see him get reg- see him getting regular minutes with Matto back. That's the main thing. You've that's where blue, I was going. You've got your blue and gold coloured glasses on. That's all I'm yeah, saying. I always have them on when I'm looking <laughs> at these boys. No, good for you. Um, well, Papali, you know, no one saw him coming to be a what fifty minute, uh, fifty point scoring player from the bench, and then all of a sudden he's you know banging out eighties in the starting squad. So, you know, who knows? Maybe uh, Cartwright, you know, gets into the squad. Probably not. But I mean, look at the pedigree ahead of him. You got Sean Lane that's been playing eighty minutes. You got Papali who's just killing it and should be playing eighty minutes. And now you got Maddo coming back, who's a veteran of that edge spot. So, um, also can play it. Will play eighty most likely. So who knows what's gonna happen there and what the rotation is going to look like but I can't see Cartwright getting 50 minutes every week still mm, I agree so that was a long way to say yeah Matt will be eased back into the team and <laughs> Cartwright keep an eye on him that's basically it alright um, alright boys let's get on to Knights and Roosters Loki again another another nice little match up here uh, a lot of question marks around Teddy though He's uh, he has been named um, but uh, I don't know. We'll see how that goes. Sammy Verrill's name to start uh, with Ben Marshke on the bench, but obviously that was swapped last week. Uh, CSY Takeaho named on the bench. Uh, Fletcher Baker out to the reserves. Uh, Joseph Suwali looks like the man to come in if uh, Teddy does fail the, the protocols and answers stuff. Uh, on the other hand, yeah, the Knights, I'll, they I'll are touch on the same 17 that played the Panthers last week. 
Um, uh, Daniel, yeah, the Roosters, get into a form, it'll mate. be interesting to see if Teddy plays this week. He had a six-day turnaround, I think, from his HIA. Um, historically, most players don't come back um, that early from a HIA, so I'm feeling like he'll probably be out uh, with um, Joseph Suwali as well in the reserves. It looks like he could be a late-in, but the same could be for Matt Ikevalu. just depends who they move to fullback, whether that's Joey Manu or even Brett Morrison. If they put Ikevalu or Suwali in, we'll, we'll see closer to the to the game. Uh, that is if Tedesco's ruled out. Um, outside of that, uh, Sam Walker, absolute treat again on the weekend. Had a hand in a lot of what the the Roosters did in that second half to take down the Dragons as well. So um, still ticking along, still making cash, still looking very good uh, if you have him. Um, interesting whether you put him on the interchange or emergencies, though. It's very hard to do it week to week considering he scored, I think, a 30 uh, two weeks ago, and then he bounced back with a 67. So um, your guess is as good as mine whether he goes big or not, but I'm probably going to have to play with him on my interchange this week, which most people will be. Um, outside of that, a lot of people bought into Semi Verils last week as well, seeing that he came and took the number nine shirt. Uh, unfortunately, Marshke came in late and did take that um, starting spot back, and Verils went to the bench. But I think a longer term and th- throughout the season, I think Verils will be starting. I don't think he'll be playing 80 long-term, though. Most likely it'll be, you know, Marshke or Lockie Lamb, maybe even when he comes back, or Drew Hutchinson, depending on what happens when Lamb comes back as well. So um, Verils won't be playing 80, but he'll still be getting around 50 minutes odd and, you know, maybe scoring around the 40 marks. So still will make a bit of cash for you, just not as much as you're probably hoping. Um, Outside of that, Moon, do you want to talk on the Knights? Yeah, um, where do we start with the night? So, yeah, Caelan Ponger had a little bit of a disappointing score for him last week, as mentioned in the last pod, but I fully expect him to bounce back. This Rooster squad's um, not looking as tidy as they normally are. They've got a few holes um, holes there, so I would fully expect to see um, Caelan Ponger, Caelan Ponger, wow, Caelan Ponger linking up with Mitchell Barnett v Sam Walker. Um, you know, I think O'Brien said during the week that... Um, He's looking. He's expecting plenty of traffic down Sam Walker's way, so um, I expect that to be a uh, very popular play. You know, crash ball to Mitch Barnett. You know, or, <laughs> you know imagine Tyson Rizal running at him. R.I.P. Sam Walker. So um, that would be something to watch for. I'm looking forward to Bradman Best v. Josh Morris or Joey Mine, whoever he lines up against. Um, that is going to be a treat. Um, Kurt Mann's had a few good weeks as well. Um, so it'd be really nice if he could, um, you know, keep his scoring, you know, ticking along. If he starts, you know, hitting around the 60 mark every week, he could be a cheeky point of difference on your interchange somewhere. Um, nice little half option. Otherwise, Jaden Bradley's as good as ever. Tyson Rizal, I really like that pickup. If, um, you know, I don't, don't know how many teams is in, but not enough. Um, Tyson the Python is <laughs> he's part of the pod squad, baby. Yo, Tyson the Python. I was literally, I swear to God, I've been spending like the last few minutes trying to think of a, a, a pun for his uh, for his extra appendage. Yeah, no, that's good. That's all I came good. up with was Tyson with the big dong. That was it. That's all. I came up with. <laughs> Tyson the Python. I froth yeah, that one. No, that's good. Seriously, I'm not sure it's legal to bring a golf club golf club onto the buddy under the pitch, but you know it is what it is. Um, 
The one I want to talk about, boys, is that, again, it's it's kind of we're getting getting away from fantasy a little bit footy related here. Blake Green, he's he's kind of I don't know. He seems to be putting the Knights on the back foot. Like it's it's killing me watching him when he when he when he runs to the line. It's like you know when you get up first thing in the morning and you you try and do an athletic effort. And you need like five slowdown steps after you do it. Every time he runs the ball, he just like he needs to like do those fly oh, five little half slowdown jogs. He's coming back from an ACL he, injury. He's probably going to take anything. a few, just, few weeks to get back watch. into the swing of things. What do you boys um, reckon? You're not wrong. He's looking a bit slower than he usually does, but. Um, yeah, no, exactly. That's the thing. He's looking slower than what his normal slow self is, but and he wasn't um, exactly rapid. He's still, before. you know, a very good playmaker and probably the steady hand you want when you've got Kurt Man running off you as well. So, um, give him a few weeks. I reckon he'll he'll bounce back into it. Um, not probably not as dynamic as Mitch Pierce in that role, but yeah, he'll do the job for the Knights. Yeah, Knights at full strength, and Mitch Pierce comes back and takes that seven. Yeah. So you reckon, uh, reckon he... jersey? Sorry, yeah. um, I think that that is going to be huge for the Knights. Um, they're just missing that, you know, control, but you know, actually has some sort of attacking um, pizzazz. I'm going to use that pizzazz about him. No, fair enough. Look, don't get me wrong. I love Blake Green. I reckon he's a steady hand. Loved him, loved him all the way through. But it's just he he looks he looks in pain whenever whenever he's running, and it's and it's just it's. I don't know. It's almost sad to see, but yeah, he just—it's like he literally needs a sl- like you know five or six steps to slow down, even when he just runs and does a little dump off uh, to someone running an angle. So it's just—I don't know. It's yeah, it's it's tough. It's tough for me to watch. I hope, I hope he does bounce back. Sort of, has nothing creative. It's just sort of the long ball that you know isn't quite long enough, um, and straight down the throat. I was going to say it's not even that long. Normally, um, who just gets bulk run meters back? So yeah. could be something again to look out for for whoever plays fullback for. Um, the roosters. So, anyway, yeah, yeah. Nice. Fingers crossed. Blake Graham bounces back this week. Um, all right, let's get on to the game everyone's excited for. Everyone knows the two o'clock Sunday game when it's a Cowboys game. That's the game you want. Um, let's get on to it. Cows versus the Warriors. Um, uh, let's get into it. Uh, Tohu's back, which is big. Uh, Dave Fusatua also returns to the side. Uh, coming back from a hamstring, um, uh, Adam Pompey uh, coming back as well, I believe. Let me just confirm that one. Yeah, he's back in at the centers. Um, now here's the other one. Uh, RTS. This is the big talking point, boys. RTS goes back to fullback. Uh, Reese Walsh impressed in his debut, I would have thought, uh, and goes back into five uh, eight. Uh, Bailey Sirinen, <laughs> a big old halfback, goes back to the interchange. Um, uh, uh, Rocco Berry retains his place in the centers. Um, uh, let's have a look here. Ben Murdoch Masilla, uh, starting again uh, on the edge. Um, and then uh, for the cows, uh, the the big one, uh, Jason Tamalola. He's back. Um, after fracturing his hand for the well, his other hand for the for the first time, obviously fractured both hands. Uh, Lachlan Berg goes back to the interchange. Um, uh, Mitch Dunn, uh, one match suspension uh, is out. Uh, Jordan McLean is in the lineup and has uh, some sort of injury complaint. I'm yeah, not too I'll sure. Only played the 21 Warriors minutes. What I think here. Um, um, but yeah, that's, yeah, that's it, boys. Uh, really Daniel, do you get into it? For the for the Warriors, I think the first game he did play for the Warriors, even though it wasn't their their NRL squad, um, he played at five eight. So. 
looks like he could be there um, over Sean O'Sullivan until Harris Tavita's back, even post Harris Tavita, who knows what this uh, team will look like. Um, RTS going back to fullback. I know we're saying he was a sell if he holds that wing spot uh, in the long term, but because he's back in a fullback, he's definitely a hold for now. Um, outside of uh, Reese Walsh being probably the buy of the round, uh, Josh Curran still holds his spot. I believe he wasn't suspended. He only got a fine. So he... No, no, no. He um, copped us. I think he uh, fought it already and got it downgraded to a fine, though. Yeah. So I think it's only a fine now. So he'll be playing again this week. Played 70 minutes last week, even though he didn't get a huge score. Um still going to be going up in price. I think his break-even's less than zero. So, um, yeah, still a good purchase option, especially if he's playing 70 to 80 minutes. Um, definitely a good player to get onto your team. Uh, outside of that, uh, good thing that Tohu Harris is back as well because you need to see those uh, constant 60s getting pumped out, especially with people who have him. He's quite an expensive player to be uh, out of the squad. So good to see him back. Cody Nikarima had a bit of a quiet round. I uh, don't think he really had much impact uh, last week. Um, I, I still don't know where I fall on Cody Nicarima. Some weeks he looks like the best player on the field and scores like a, a 70 um, with plenty of attacking stats. And he has the goal kicking as well. Um, but then the next week, like against the Storm last week, he just didn't look like he was in it at all. Um, just saw glimpses of him really let Walsh take the lead, which is surprising. Um, what do you boys reckon? If you have Nicarima, which, you know, a decent amount of teams do, not a decent amount, but a few teams do, um, would you keep him? Yeah, you probably got it, don't you? Like, um, I mean, unless you've got a, a clear pathway to a, an obvious upgrade, then um, I'd probably be holding him just purely because... I think last week was probably a one-off. You know, it was quite low for him, um, fancy-wise. So, uh, and he's up against the Storm. Obviously, it's never, a, never a good matchup. He's up, still up against the. You know, I think this will be a good game, the Warriors and the Cows. But I think that you know, there's still plenty of room for points for both teams. So, Cody Nikarima could still run around and have a big day, um, fantasy-wise. Here, um, it's an interesting so one, right? I yeah. don't think. Yeah. Look. I, yeah. As I said, unless they've got a, unless you've got a clear pathway. No, I agree. I'm, I, yeah, I'd his average is over, over I think 50. he's been rock solid for most of the year. He's had one dodge game, moment, but so yeah, no, for me, I, I'd, the, I'd be keeping the, him. Yeah, so the, his low yeah. scores came against the Roosters and the Storm, whereas his bigger scores, yeah, like yeah, said, 52 is against the weaker teams, like the Titans and the Raiders and stuff like that. Um, only saying the Raiders because they've been really struggling over the last couple of weeks. Generally, they're a, you know, a top-four squad. Um, but... Yeah, if he can, you know, keep performing against the lower teams and, you know, obviously he's going to struggle against the bigger teams. But, um, yeah, stood, should still be scoring, you know, 50 average, the odd 70 here and there when he gets a try or a, a couple of try assists. So, yeah, looks like a decent hold if you have him. But I guess you probably want to look to upgrade him. Could be a good option, actually, to have over the um, the buy rounds while Origin's running. Um, probably a good half to have... Um, over that period, especially with a lot of players out. So, yeah, one to possibly look out for. Um, quite cheap at 600k as well. Yeah, plays the round 17 buy. So, um, the later one. So, if you're yep. looking at bringing, if you're going to bring him in, you'd Correct. bring him into after round. Um, yeah, that's probably something we've got 13. to look at, right? Going into 
going into these rounds uh, that getting close to origin now. When's the yeah. first one? Round 13, I think. So, um, yeah, so really good to start. Probably not this week, but, you know, getting closer to round 10, starting to look at trades and how to position your team so that you have the most players on the field um, when we come into those rounds. I mean, I'd certainly start thinking about it now. If you're starting to bring in, you know, if if you've got a heap of cash and you've got a big upgrade and you're very excited about it, just look at at what's coming up because you could, you know, while it's always great to bring in these players... um, you could, you know, be without them for a few weeks, and you might, uh, you know, be able to hold hold your cash and buy them after Origin. Um, you know, especially if people get rested after Origin as well, and you never quite know. Um, yeah. You know, with some teams. So yeah, we can talk depends, to that after we go through the teams. I think, I think there's a few players probably anyway. to look out for. Um, yeah. Yeah, uh, with the with the cows here, there's a few few decent options here still um, still going along. Probably no one new, but uh, as we've mentioned, um, Val's looking good at fullback. Cheeky point difference option there. Um, Scotty Drinkwater's ticking along nicely. He's um, you know probably three round averages around the forty five odd mark, um, so he's looking better. Ben Hampton's looking like a keeper in the centres the way he's scoring. Um, yeah, uh, yeah, potential keeping centers, assuming, you know, he keeps that spot and, you know, keeps scoring forties plus, which is looking good. Um, don't mind that at all. Otherwise, you know, Lolo's probably the next the next big bloke that you're gonna talk about. Love to see him in for this cows team. Hope that um they get their rotations right, he gets some decent minutes and can actually have an impact. Get get the opportunity to have an impact. So really looking forward to see him play. Um, been out for way too long with Broken hands. Um, <laughs> He's had a broken hand. You've been dealing with a broken heart yeah, because hard, of it. Hey, lucky. Hard to watch um, the cows and not see him. <laughs> uh, it was just hard to watch the cows for the first bloody five weeks. Too. That's all right. <laughs> anyway, that's about it from the, this uh, this game for me. I think. Yeah, that's fair enough. Uh, look, let's get on to the last game of the round. Uh, Dragons and Tigers. Um, again, Tigers are a bit of a mess this week, but they haven't made as many changes as I, I think maybe some of us were expecting. Um, Utukamanu goes back to the interchange after being in the starting side for, I don't know, the last couple of weeks. Um, uh, Jebele Lua uh, is also coming back into the side, back into the centres for Michael Cheekam. Um, Alex Twal shifted from uh, the lock to the front row, so we'll see how that goes with his minutes. Uh, Joe O goes into the 13, um, and then Lukey Garner goes into the back row as well. Um, Marsgrove out, Thomas McKayley in. Um, and then for the Dragons, the big one, Benny Hunt is back, comes back from a broken leg. Um, Jack Bird goes back to the centers, Cody Ramsey to the wing. Jordan Pereira's Gornski's for three weeks. Uh, McKayley Ravalawa Gornski's for two weeks. Um, so uh, Max Fear guy uh, call, uh, comes in uh, to the side, um, and then uh, uh, Tyrell Fumano got away with um, just a fine at the judiciary. Uh, Josh Bur- uh, Josh Kerr been named to start in the second row, um, but Billy Burns and him swapped last week, so we'll see how that goes as well. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah Mindy, do you want to get into it? Yeah, Dane Laurie was, you know, low scorer of the season last week with a 17. Had a bit of a rough um, 
rough matchup the old Tigers. They um, didn't decide to rock up, unfortunately. So uh, I think that, um, you know, he should be, you know, he had zero tackle breaks last week, so he should be able to improve on that this week, surely. Um, you know, same with David Nofalum. He hasn't been, you know, his normal self for the last few weeks. So hope he can um, kick off with a big score, um, you know, on Sunday against against Dragons. Um yeah, Adam Dewey as well, actually, last week. I don't know if we really touched on this in the last pod, but he only got a 30-odd, um, you know, zero attacking stats, basically. So, really hope that he can, you know, keep uh, keep some, uh, some some fantasy scores going. Um was really liking him as a point of difference option in the wing of fullbacks. But, um, yeah, so he'll, we'll see how he goes. Jake Simpkin as well, still looking like a good buy. Big one for me is Alex Twelve to... Um, to the front row and what his minutes look like. I think his minutes are a little safer if he um, he's, he's more likely to get that 60-minute role if he plays in the front row because Moses Embai can't really take them off him. If you play Moses Embai in the front row, then boy, howdy. Um, so I I don't mind this for Alex Twal. Uh, however, I do think this hurts people like Stefano Atugamano. Um, he's looking like a sell. He's break-even. I think Daniel said earlier he's a 37-odd. Um and oh, may he may make that, um, but he's not going to really make any more cash. I think I think he's topped out here uh, where he is. Um, so would be looking to to you know downgrade and free up some cash or upgrade him where you can. Um, that's about it. Joe Woe moving to thirteen is interesting as well. I uh, don't mind that for his fantasy prospects. Um, yeah, I think that he'll probably score better there than he did in um in the front row. Probably more likely to get a little a few more minutes perhaps. Um you know, assuming that he'll only do a straight sort with um McKaylee when he comes on in that um in that lock role. Seems to McKaylee doesn't seem to play too, too many minutes, so Joe could be on for a good fifty minute role here, I think, if he plays lock. So, yeah, sure. Um, yeah, so um, it's much the same, the really, from the the dragons as well. I I think um, McCulloch had a bit of a an ordinary low score um, last week against the Roosters. Only got around the, the mid fifties. Um, normally scoring sixties basically every week, but unfortunately um, couldn't get that last week. He'll drop a bit of cash over the next couple of weeks, but I still think he's a hold long term. He should be getting sixties um, all the way through. Really, just a tackling machine in the middle there. Lomax has dropped. Uh, a significant amount of money. I think he's probably dropped, what, about 200k, 150k um, from where he started. Oh, actually, I, I'm wrong. He's only dropped about 90k, but still, he's dropped a significant amount of cash, and he's probably still going to be dropping a bit of cash. His break-even's up around the 61 mark. Um, hasn't had the same attacking stats. I think we touched on this a few days ago in the last pod, that he's just they've just got more attacking players at the Dragons and they're not always hitting him when they need something to happen or need to score points. You know, they've got the likes of um, Jack Bird and Matt Dufty looking really good as well. So, um, yeah, a few other attacking options um, that they've been looking at. Even Tarek Sims' barnstorming trial last week looked really good as well. Um, So, unfortunately, not getting the scores. I'd still hold him if you've still got him. Should be, you know, averaging around the 40 to 45 mark long term. So, hopefully, he can just pick up a few big scores and get back on track. Uh, outside of that, Jack Bird's still ticking along nicely, still scoring good points, definitely good to have. Um, but uh, that's really it. Interesting that Billy Burns uh, came into the team last week. We, I'm pretty pretty um, keen on him. I rate him as a as an edge forward. He's pretty good 
Uh, I just think he needs to get the minutes to be a, a fantasy option uh, in the edge forward role. If he gets, you know, 70 odd minutes, I'd consider him. But I think at the moment, uh, playing um, limited minutes and not getting um, the full game is probably one to just keep an eye on. Maybe if he can take that spot off Josh Kerr long term and um, get his minutes up, he might be a decent edge option to go for, maybe averaging around the 50 mark. So, uh, that's probably about it. Um, I think some of these other forwards like Alvaro and Fui Mayono are getting close to their expiry date. They're probably um, players to be looking at to move on soon. I think Alvaro's probably got another um, one or two price rises in him, but I think Fui Mayono's just about done his dash. Uh, Maguire's taken a lot of his minutes and probably looking like a sell this week. Uh, what do you reckon, Moon? Agree? Yeah, I would call. Oh, Alvaro I didn't touch on Ben Hunt either. He's got a few weeks left <laughs> anyway, I'll let you go. Um, Sorry. Think... Yeah, it's you. Um, yeah, they don't have heaps of Origin players in this in this squad either. So it's not like he's going to get more minutes, you know, come the Origin period. So Phil Marinos. Um, it's probably what his role is going to be. Alvaro. Alvaro is around the thirty mark, so he's still going to have, uh, like I said, he's still going to have one or two more weeks of uh, price rises, but nothing um, significant. Depends what he can hit. He could you could hold him for the next month, I think, and not lose any cash. So um, if he keeps hitting around the forties, the forty-five mark, he was a bit low last yeah. week, but you know could comfortably hit a fifty. Oh, okay, yeah, sure. Um, um, good yeah, to see him back. Full score. Well, that's it. Um, <laughs> he's he's definitely a pot option. I think that's the thing. A lot Cheeky of people pod. got um, rid of him or didn't even start with him really at the start of the season. So he's definitely um, an option that to consider considering how, I mean, he did really well at uh, hooker last year, but now that he's got uh, much more of the control in the halves here, he's averaging 60 only in um, 1.6% of teams. You know, he should score quite well. Uh, when he did get injured, he was obviously, um, he was obviously playing on a broken leg for his last score of 33, but the two rounds before that he looked, um, he was basically in everything, um, scored a 71 and an 80. So his average has been lowered because of that rough score against Manly where he got injured. So um, expect him to probably bounce back with another 60 at least this week. And yeah, he's probably still going to lose a bit of cash. His break even 70. He could definitely hit that this week, but um, I would maybe wait one more week to see how he does come back into the squad. Yeah, love your work, boys. Uh, I just want to quickly get into uh, some predictions and some picks for you before we get into some viewer questions. Uh, boys, let's just start out there, Janet. Who do we uh, who do we think is going to top um, score this week? Look, Mooney, I've what made do you the bold prediction in this Titans Broncos game, but Corey Thompson really like him this year. He's looking so good, surprised me every week. So um, I like him in this matchup, especially. Oh, so geez. I'm going to say Corey um, Thompson's going to be my top. I'm uh, I'm. <laughs> well, I'm obviously, I'm obviously Go not good at this Rapana, because I think I've gone, I think I've gone Rapana and <laughs> I went Dewey last week and he, oh, the the Tigers got absolutely more. Yeah, don't you remember? I said Dewey and then Dunham ripped the shit out of me. <laughs> did you did you actually say Dewey? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, um, and, uh, yeah, fair. So um, have. <laughs> look, I reckon oh, Parramatta are going to do bits of the Bulldogs, big fella. I reckon Moses. I hope Moses. 
<laughs> yeah, I'm not good at this segment, so I probably shouldn't say players that I own. <laughs> yeah, safe. Oh. I'm gonna say to I'm gonna say Dave are, Fafita against his old club. Every week, right? We're not. I reckon he's gonna put on an yeah, okay. absolute cool. clinic. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, hundred, hundred. Yeah. Oh, you know what? I, 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 uh, I, is Dave Fafita too obvious? Is that Love too that. obvious for me? Because the other one I was tossing up was Turbo. I reckon. <laughs> I reckon stuff just you to touch on. Actually, when you were big. talking about the the Tigers just before, I, don't, I reckon um, Manly talking about Dewey not being a pod option. I think he he still is a pod. Um, just you just reminded me when um brought up the fact that I can't predict a top scorer. Um, Dewey and Val are probably the two best pods to have in the winger fullback role. I think Val's only about the five fifty k mark and smashing out sixties at the moment. And Dewey, if his base is what thirty, what he got last week as a winger fullback, I would take that considering his highs are around the sixty mark. So, um, yeah, definitely two good pod options, especially with a lot of wingers out at the moment. Yeah, but think about how good they'll go when yeah, they're, the when thing they're doing as well. If as the when they hit a bit of form, crap, like we said about the Cowboys, once they hit a bit of form, these are the players who will be scoring big scores, like your Deweys, like your Lorries. Yeah. There's so many. You're not wrong, but when Brian Tolley obviously is another wing of fullback. He's already 800k. Like these players are around the five to 600k mark and could be, you know, good pod gun options or not not the top tier. Like we're saying, not the top tier, but like you know, good. Higher to middle tier. Yeah. They'll do the job for you if you have the cash. I'm going to get you but there. that's the thing you've got to think about. Ooh, that's a bold prediction. Love that. All right. I'm going to say hold off because Jock Madden's <laughs> going to take his spot. Yeah. There you go. Charlie Hot Takes. I'm trying to make yeah, it proud. Sure. <laughs> um, uh, yeah. Okay. So everybody's happy with their predictions? Oh, thanks for going uh, to me you, first. Let's I get into some buys, some um, sells, and some holds. Daniel, do you want to start? Yeah. <laughs> After the pod. Yeah. I've been doing, one, I've been doing it the last stream. few weeks because I um, just can't deal I'm with I'm going to say Reese Walsh up. is probably a buy for the uh, <laughs> yeah. for this round uh, at the Warriors. He, <laughs> obviously. Um, look, he the fact that they moved RTS to a and the sky is also blue means that they want him in the squad somewhere. So um, <laughs> if he plays well here at five, eight could have it long-term till CHT's back Harris Vita. Um, from there, I don't know. Depends how good he goes, but um, definitely going to be in this squad at least for the next few rounds. Hopefully, hopefully through origin as well, which means he'll be a decent uh, player to have. Uh, I'm going to say my hold is uh, T-Shek. Obviously, he had a rough score because he moved to the wing, um, but he should hopefully have that fullback spot for the time being. And the fact that he's got it this week is good enough to hold him. And Sell is, I'm going to do the obvious one and say Jake Turpin. He's definitely not going to get the minutes he once was because Levi's on the bench, so get rid of him. That's it. Um, Lovely, Mooney, far away. Towards the round 13 buy here is um, Stephen Crichton. Um, plays in that first in that first um, buy round. Juicy option in the um, 
in the centers. Um, yeah, love that pick. He dropped a bit of cash, so he's ripe for the picking. My hold is James Tedesco. Um, he's bleeding cash, and I've seen a lot of people um, on numerous groups say, oh, no, nah, we've got to get rid of him. He's bleeding cash. Um, no point in holding on to him. Uh, he's going to come good. I would keep the faith. Uh, he mightn't play this week, but you know he'll be back and better than ever. Um, you know, the weeks after, I'd say. And my sell is Sean O'Sullivan. I can't see him getting back into this team. Um, you know, only limited weeks, you know, until Harris Tavita comes back. Probably another six or so weeks until Harris Tavita comes back, roughly. Um, and Reese Walsh is looking good, and I love him for the future of this club. So I think that he probably, they probably persist with him in and around there. Um, and even if not, they've been told, I read something saying that RTS could pop in around that six, and they could just play, you know, someone like a, someone like a makeshift base Siren in there for, for half a game. Um, but I, I don't think that Sean Sullivan gets back into this squad, unfortunately, so he's myself. Love your work. Um, look, my my buy this week... Didn't we say that um, last You're going to hate it. My what buy is Tommy buy? Turbo. <laughs> I, I am convinced he is absolutely okay, electric. No, He's doing bits. <laughs> Sorry, you're right. Yeah, yeah. I didn't say buy. If you haven't got him yeah, already, this isn't your Jeez, buy, mate. Daniel. This is Tom's yeah. buy. <laughs> don't, 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 don't question, don't question my credibility. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. He's not going to get any cheaper. He's going to keep doing bits. So yeah, turbo for mine. Uh, sell is Stefano Utukamanu. Uh, he's um, his break even's getting up there and going back to the benches. It's tough. Uh, my hold, I, I, I got to be honest, boys. I wasn't really had one that I was kind of super duper convinced on for in terms of a hold. Um, I guess the the only one I had was kind of Adam Reynolds. I'm just kind of holding out hope that he's um, that he's going to come good. Um, but yeah, he's the only one that I've been nervous about in my team in particular. And I'm you know yeah, what, I'm just going to stick with it. So yeah, that's, uh, those are my team. I'm nervous about all. <laughs> I have many of them. I've got it. Yeah, twenty one. <laughs> Pod squad, baby. Uh, honestly. My my team's just to, red hot. Just to add, because we haven't talked about it yet. What's, you have no uh, expectations. Any, any, any score above zero is just a We all got separate so teams. Fine. We don't have like a. <laughs> I'm just saying. I feel like I feel like we should. <laughs> oh, We've got to sake. validate no, this against everyone else who's doing NRL How do people? How do how do people how do the listeners out there, Tom, trust well, you're, us you're, you're, to give them the right? No, advice. you're you're trying to validate yourself for everyone else. <laughs> nah, you're right. You know what? Great <laughs> point. Mooney, you go 000, first. So I have steadily been. <laughs> oh, that's right. Under, that. I'm not captaining anyone. Oh. So. Ah, uh, so, not yeah, top too 5, high. Um, no, nah, I'm just out just outside Daniel, the top one thousand. I'm Daniel, sitting at where are you ranked at the moment? Oh none. Oh, so <laughs> correct. So, so all right. So he's in the top two thousand. Not that impressive. Come on, Pod central. <laughs> and that's all we have time for. Good. <laughs> I am a. I am a registered. I am a registered player. Yeah, but and I'm doing it for fun. So tell the truth. Who knows what my ranking? Is. It could be. <laughs> tell the truth. No, it's twenty-eight thousand. Not bought a single. Ten percent ownership, right from the start. What's that? Yeah, no, I'm just. Oh, I've I've tried I've tried to keep it under. I I had to fudge it for fifteen because to- Tohu had some people uh, people had bring uh, brought Tohu in. But yeah, my pod squad, it's a it's a tough one. I had all the all the obvious cheapies, 
Love that. But yeah, I've kind of got a rule that I'm trying to keep it under under ten. But if I can't keep it under ten, like <laughs> under fifteen for sure. Love that you're persistent. Um, yes, yeah, so I've got it, no though. got no Cleary, got no Fafita, and let me tell you, it bloody hurts. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, well, I can't. I'm going to steer into the skid now, mate. I can't. There's no plan of back. I don't have a spare mill lying around to bring in either of them. Um, boys, I, funnily oh, enough, we've got geez. some some that. some listener questions. Okay. Listener questions, plural. Um, yeah, I know. Are we Boys. are we are we ready for them? Um, all right. Question number one. I'll just go. I'll go to Mooney first, and I'll go to you, Daniel, for question number one. Uh, who should I keep out of Elliot or Young? So I'm assuming uh, that's yeah, exactly. Hudson, Hudson, Young. Um, who knows? Hudson Young could come straight back into the starting squad next week. So lovely. I would say Daniel, what do you reckon? Elliot to keep and Young offload. Okay. Beauty. Um, now we've kind of. I think we've actually already answered this, but we'll answer it directly. Mooney, are uh, both O'Sullivan yes, and Turpin uh, a sell? I this think week? Turpin is hundred percent a sell. O'Sullivan, okay. I have and, been uh, holding him one week just to see what happens, but most likely a sell as well. I'm like ninety percent sure he's a sell. Yeah, Sullivan's not um, actually going to play. Yeah, so he's not going to lose any cash, so he can sit on your bench for another week if you want to trade Turpin now. Um, it's correct. You can trade and um, play a cheeky loop with him if you wanted to. Plays late in the round, so does it have to be a Very cheeky, cheeky loop, loop, or can you just put it like a just like no, a really just a really stern loop? Oh, could we see? Could we see Sullivan take a take it a must be cheeky? All right, do, all right. You. If you're looping him, do it with a bit of whimsy. <laughs> he, I mean, oh, possibly, yeah, I but not, not likely. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> well, you can't you can't play him anyway. No, I don't small. want it to happen because I am using him as a loop this week. <laughs> you trying to speak it into existence or what? Yeah, yuck. Ah, uh, yeah, okay, I got you. Gotcha, 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 gotcha. Yeah, more than one. <laughs> um, all right, those, those, those are it. Yeah, it, it might have seemed like we we had more questions, but yeah, we we've, we That's had two right. questions. I appreciate those questions. <laughs> yeah. No, hey, we're we're on the way up in the world, boys. We're on the way up in the world now. No hot takes this week, but still, uh, still a spicy pot if I do say so myself, yeah, gentlemen. So well done, like, thanks, boys. Beauty came for a cracking boys. weekend of footy, boys. What well on? What well on, boys? Thank you for listening to another episode of the Fantasy Footy Brains podcast. Look out for our round eight review coming Monday.